Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Before your feet now, this hour, Lord of glory, to receive instruction from you. But the mind, mighty and everlasting Father, that your grace be sufficient for us, not only to deliver, but to receive that which you have intended us to receive. I pray for every listener, for those in the telecast, I'm asking God for their heart to be open to receive. And let this word be effectual in everyone that's going to be receiving it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So, we will continue with a subject on skills and success. I, I don't know. Um, who can tell me very quickly which part are we now? This part three. Praise God. That's interesting. I just want to be sure you're following this part three. We're on part three right now on um, a subject on skill and success. Okay. So, again, we just take our main text, which is Proverbs 22:29, message translation. Proverbs 22:29, message translation. Praise God. I need it to be fast a bit with me. All right. He said, observe people who are good at their work. When you go out, what is that supposed to mean? Just leave that for me there. 29 is what I said. Praise the Lord. Observe people who are good at their work. Skill workers are always in the mind. That's what my own translation says. And admire. They don't take a back seat to anyone. Amen. I said amen. Praise the Lord. Again, I'm trying to make us understand that the witness, when I use the word witness, the grace, the gift, the skills that God has given to you is what promotes you. It's what causes men to recommend you. It's what enables you to stand before people. All of the gift that God has given to you and a man to be hidden. And not just that. If you function in that which God has really graced you with, it projects you before men. Praise God. Amen. So I point you out to other people and then it causes people also to promote you and to get you to where you are supposed to be. Like I like the last time, it brings recommendation to you when people know exactly who you are. It brings recommendation to you and it brings increase and improvement in your life. Praise the living God. I want to be sharing something uh, with the life of Daniel a little bit so that you understand something along this line. Go with me to Daniel chapter 9 verse 27. King James. And the Bible says, yeah, while I was speaking in prayer, Daniel speaking now, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation, that evening prayers. Praise the Lord. Verse 22, Daniel 9, 22. And he informed me and talked with me. And said, Oh Daniel, I'm not come forward to give this skill and understanding. That's what I want you to pick. I've come to give you skill and 
understanding. Now, what is this skill and understanding meant for? They were supposed to interpret the vision he had before this moment while he was praying. Look at Daniel chapter 8 verse number 15. 8.15 to 16. And he said, And it came to pass, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision, and sought for the meaning, then, behold, he stood before me as the appearance of a man. Verse 16. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Pule, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand Division. Chapter 8 again, verse 26. 826. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore, shut up the vision, for it shall be for many days. So now you go to chapter 9. You begin to see. So, what he was trying to make him understand now is this vision which he saw in chapter 8. This is what Angel Gabriel, in quote, has come to make him understand. And he said, I want to give you skill and understanding. So, part of the things that Daniel acquired was skill and understanding that enables him to interpret visions. Are you following me? So go now to chapter 9 again, verse 1. Daniel 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the fourth year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years wherefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. And we accomplished 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Now, apart from the divine skills that God gives to you, because there's something you need to understand. Let's just read it before I go to speak on that. Daniel chapter 9, on chapter 11, verse 1. Remember the year they got this revelation. Daniel chapter 11, verse 1. Also in the fourth year of Darius, the Medes I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. Verse 2 say, And I will show thee the truth. Behold, if you stand up yet, three kings in passion, the fourth shall be far richer than they all, and by his strength through his riches, he shall stir up all. Stay up all against the king of Grisha. So, the first verse is what I really wonder, verse 1. Is also in the first year of Darius, the Medes, I even stood to confirm, and to do what? To strengthen him. Now, when you begin to look at the story of Daniel, you find that Daniel was a political advisor to four kings. Because he has skill for interpreting visions and revelations. So all the visions and revelations, apart from the one given to him, the one that was given to all of the kings. 
Are you following what I'm saying here? Daniel had the ability to do what? To interpret them. And this skill is what brought him before all of those kings. So four successive kings, from one king to the another, one king to another, just because he has skill for interpretation, he was only standing. Now, Proverbs 22 tells us now, a man that has skill will never sit behind, he will stand before what? Great men. So here was Daniel standing before great men because he had the ability to do what? Interpret, what is that? Dreams and visions. And his eyes stand to confirm me. That is to say, even if the king was supposed to be discouraged, Daniel was there to do what? To strengthen and encourage the king through the skills and the ability that he had. To let the king know all is well. This is the way God intended you to go. He was a political advisor to four kings. Remember, he was a slave boy. Who wanted a slave to serve in the king's palace? But what brought him from just being a slave to being a political advisor was because of skills and what? Understanding of revelations. So some of you, like we read in Romans chapter 12, some of you have grace for just simply encouraging people, for just simply prospering others, in quotes, strengthening, giving, all these things are skills and ability God has dropped in your life. And the Bible is saying, if you can exercise these things, you can't stay behind. You always be on the front where men can be seen. Praise the living God. But we think we don't have anything to show. Daniel was not a preacher. Daniel was nobody, he quote. But he just have something unique in his life. And that was just simply interpreting dreams and visions. And then he became a political advisor. Strengthening the kings. Encouraging the kings. So here again we see the simple grace of encouragement. How that true simple encouragement, like we read in the book of Romans chapter 12. The grace will encourage other people. The grace will encourage those in leadership. That was just enough for him to be in the presence of these kings. Why others were out there, he was in the palace. Because of the gift that was upon his life. Are you following me? So you need to ask yourself the question, what grace has God given to you? What gift has God really given to you? Because you only be thinking about maybe ministry, maybe preaching, whatever. I am saying these people have only been illustrated. They were not pulpit ministers. But they have place in the presence of ruling kings because they know what to do and how to encourage these people by the skills and understanding that they have. So you are not left out when it comes to the issue of grace and giving. You are not left out. There is something in you that you are not making use of. And that could be the spirit of encouraging other people, the spirit of strengthening other people when they are weak. Are you there with me? Praise the Lord. I also in the first year of Darius and Meredith, even I, Daniel, stood to do what? To confirm and to strengthen him. I was just so. And all of this, you can just come by simply, oh, listen, the dream you have, this is the way it is. The vision you have, this way it is. The vision God gave to me about your kingdom, this is the way it is. Simple encouragement. And that is enough skill for him to continuously remain in the presence of the king. What do you have that you are not using? Think about it. 
Praise the living God. What is it that you have? You always be asking yourself this question. What is it that is in your life that you're not making use of? That thing in your life, it could be small, you think it's small, but that's what God intends to make use of, to promote you, to bring you to where he intends you to be. The only reason he has created you and called you is because of that little grace that is in your life. He just wants to make use of it. Intend that grace to be the one that will shoot you up. That is the grace men will see and recommend you for things that ordinarily you don't plan for. Praise the living God. Have you for once, or do you sometimes see people call you on the phone and they want to ask a question? Have you for once received, if, I mean, calls from people, they are discouraged and they want you to encourage them, they want you to say what, they want you to give an answer to some of the perplexing problems they are passing through. You got to understand, if people are giving you such calls, there's a grace in your life that when you speak, they are strengthened, they are encouraged. You don't have to diminish it. That is a ministry of encouragement. Praise the living God. So you need to sharpen your understanding about this. You need to sharpen your grace in this regard. Knowing that God has called you to be an encourager to other people. That itself is a simple skill that God has put in your life. It brings you to a place of success. Praise the Lord. Are you sit down with me? Look at Luke 16, verse 11 and 12. Luke 16, 11 and 12. Anytime I read about Daniel chapter 11 and begin to see how much he transitions the whole four kings, that because of skill, I'll just reflect on how important skills are in the life of people. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, there were several other people in Babylon who were Israelite, who were in captivity, but you can only hear about who? Daniel. A whole book is written about him. Why? Simple skill of interpreting dreams and visions. I mean, do you need to pay money to get that? No. It is something God can drop in your life. And that will be enough for you to go places. That will be enough for you to be receiving calls from other people, even those in offices and position of authority, but they will need encouragement from you. It doesn't matter your age. It has to do with you recognizing this grace in your life and making use of it where necessary. In Luke chapter 11, verse 16, Jesus speaking said, If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Now, we got that about the issue of the parable of the talents. The gift given to each of those people belongs to God. Belongs to the giver. Is that okay? So now God is saying, that gift, that talent he gave to you, you should be faithful with it. It is his own. Look at what 
Minister Lucky was saying to us, the man that would do nothing with it, say, here is your money. But he gave it to him so that he can multiply it and get profit out of it. He refused to do that. And he said, I have your talent. Here is your money. So Jesus he said, if you are not faithful in what belongs to another man, who can give you your own? So every gift you have is meant to benefit somebody. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Every grace you have, every talent you have, every skill you have is meant to benefit somebody. And when you don't use it, God takes it from you. That's the point. So the one that had the lesser talent said, I did nothing with it. That means he was unfruitful. He was unfaithful in that little talent that was given to him. And God doesn't give you anything beyond, or it's not going to demand from you what is beyond the grace he gave to you. Is that okay? He's not going to demand anything greater than the grace he gave to you. I mean, that's the point. He wasn't expecting that one that had the lesser talent to multiply the one that had five talent. He was intending that. So your grace is sufficient. Don't tell me you don't have grace. Don't tell me you don't have talent. Don't tell me you don't have ability. Don't tell me you don't have skill. You have all of this, but you are not making use of them. And God is saying, since you can't make use of the grace I've given to you, how do you expect promotion? How do you expect success? How do you expect greatness? Remember the one I multiplied ten talent. He said, I go and rule over ten cities. Did you get that? Yeah, so his ability is to manage ten cities now because he managed ten talent. Go manage ten cities. Did you see that? Promotion came, success came because he made use of that little gift that was given to him. But the man that could not, he said, take it from me. What is that supposed to mean? You see, your ability to function is taken away. And somebody else is raised in your place. In fact, the money was taken and given to the man and multiplied the five. Am I correct? Yes. So, the more faithful you are in using your grief, the more promotion or acceleration you experience in the spirit dimension and even in the natural. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, if you are not faithful in that, we belong to another man. Now, verse 11 talks about money. So God expects us to be faithful in how we use money as well. In the true sense of it, whatever money we have doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. That's what people don't understand. We are stewards of God's resources. The money in our wallet is just being steward of what God is giving to us. We are stewards. And steward are not owners. Okay, let me illustrate what I mean. You put your money in the bank, don't you? And there's a bank manager. The bank manager is not the owner of the money. You are the owner of the money. But he manages the money for you. Did you get that? And that's exactly what it is. We are stewards of God's resources, which has to do with the money. And he said, if you're not faithful with money, the way you handle money, the way you use money, the way you even use money to better my own life and ministry, will be taken away from you. Unfaithfulness, the way you handle your money, is a big issue before God. Praise the living God. That's why the study on prudence is very important. I think we did that prudent and management of resources is very important. 
how you spend your money is very important. What you use it for is very important. You, you, you think sometimes it doesn't matter. God sees how you use the money. That's your wallet. I gave you a series some time ago. Corin Nolligan or something. Forgot the name. He was a missionary. He went to the mission and then he bought a coat. When the money came into his hand, he went to the market and bought a suit. In the night, God called him and said, who asked you to buy a suit with my money? And he said, I can say, no, you never consulted me. It's my money. I gave you the money. You are a steward to me. Is that okay? I gave you the money to manage it. You don't have right to your money. It belongs to God. Sorry, this is where it is difficult for us to embrace the issue of Titan. Titan is not a law. It is just a simple principle to honor God and acknowledge the one that gave you the power and the ability to get wet. That is just it. It's a recognition. It's like saying, okay, this is all yours, but you said I should give this to you. I keep this to myself to manage my life. And that's all. It's just a principle of stewardship. It's not a law. It's nothing. And remember, the Bible says no man comes to the king with empty hands. So you see, the, the spies, or what they call them, the astrologers that came from the east to visit who? Jesus. They came with gift. First Samuel chapter 10, we read that. Those who came to Saul, some did not come with gift. Because you don't go to the presence of the king with empty hands. What that's supposed to mean? That is where you do your offering, your titan. You come into the king. Who is king? King Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Now, people don't see it this way. They see it such a law, but it's not. You are just acknowledging the authority, the supremacy, the power of who? Of King Jesus over your life. You are saying you can rule over my life. That's what you're saying. That's why those who did not bring gift to Samuel, I mean to Saul, they said, this man can't rule over us. Let's read it. First Samuel chapter 10. Give me the last two verses. Let me show you. Then we'll come back here. For Samuel 10. And Saul also went home to Gibeah. And there went with him a hand of men whose heart God had touched. Look at the next thing. But the children of Belia said, How shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present, but he had what? His peace. That's the point. Because ordinarily you can't go to the presence of the king with empty hand. And this person said, this guy can't rule over us. So when you don't acknowledge God with your resources, you are actually saying, you can't rule over my life. You are despising God unknown to you. Are you following what I'm saying here? You see, Queen of Sheba came to Solomon. Why did the queen have to come with resources? Solomon was a king, was a rich man already. Are you following what I'm saying? But she never came with empty hand because she was going to the presence of who? Of the king. She came with gift. And Solomon in return also acknowledged her that she is also a queen. And so when she was living, she gave her gift. It's a principle. And so, what are we talking about? The Lord blessed us because we are kings. King of kings. So he gave us talent. So what's the next thing? When we are approaching his presence, we also bring to him. 
What are you going to give to him? He gave you talent. What else can you give to him? Is it making sense to you? This is what we struggle for. I mean, struggle with in Christianity. We lack understanding. It is God that given the power to do what? To get wet. Which has to do with skill, ability. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Read it. Let's see. 8 18. Book of Deuteronomy. Look at it. But thou shalt remember, not the word, the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the power to do what? To get wet. He gave you power to get wet. That power means skill, wisdom, understanding, anything put in place. Skills. He gave you power to get wet. So he gave the carpenter power to make chairs, to make table, to be able to sell and make money. Who planted the tree? He made power and he made the tree available. It's God that owns the tree that you use for your depth or whatever thing you want to construct with the wood. So whatever thing you are doing in terms of tithing, you are acknowledging. You gave the tree and this is what I got out of the tree. This is what belongs to you. That's all. He gave you power to do what? To get wet. And so he said, if you are not faithful in a righteous moment, if you are not faithful in ordinary money, who will want to give you your own? And this is where we see a lot of people drop, even financially. It's not a cost. Not as if, for instance, people say, if you don't tie it, you're under a cost. No, that, that is not it. It's just a principle of, how do I put it now? What we're looking at. It is something that increases you. It is something that moves you up. Amen? Praise the living God. So I'm talking about skill. And, and like I said before, I mean, the thought of Daniel transiting the whole four kings, it beats my imagination. Just because he knows how to cancel the kings. He knows how to strengthen the kings. He knows how to give them direction. By reason of the skill which was given to him. So success was available to Daniel because of well skills that he had. You have skills, therefore you are supposed to be successful. Hallelujah. But let me show you something. First King chapter 5. Let's look at Solomon wanted to build a temple. And uh, let's look at it from the message translation. Chapter 5 verse 5. Solomon want to build now. Now here is what I want to do. Build a temple in honor of God, my God. Following the promise that God gave to David, my father, namely, the son whom I will provide to succeed, you as a king, he will build a house in my honor. Verse 6. And here is how you can help. Now, he's writing to another king. Solomon wants to build. Now he's writing a letter to another king. So you listen. Give orders for cedars to be caught from Lebanon forest. My loggers will walk alongside yours. And I will pay your men whatever wage you set. We but know that there is no one like you, Zidonians, for cutting timbers. Skills. 
Did you get that? Come on, are you with me? Praise the Lord. We know. Okay, take this last verse, verse 6, from the King James. There is something I want you to see there. Hallelujah. So now therefore command out that they heal me, see the trees out of Lebanon, and my servant shall be with my servant, I mean with thy servant, and unto thee will I give ayah for the servant according to all that thou appoint for that knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to hew timber like unto what? The Dizonias. No one skilled like you. Solomon was looking. He wanted to build a temple. So what's the next thing? He's now looking for skilled people. And then the Zidonians are skilled people. So when you are a skilled man, they look for you. Did you get that? Is that your that this is Israel? But no. I know what I'm looking for. I can't get it in Israel. You have the expertise. Send me your men. And not just that. Your skill will pay you. Solomon said, send me your men. Let I hear the timbers. Tell me how much to pay. And I'm going to pay that. So your skill is what gives you success. Men will not only look for you. It also brings success to you. You can debate. You can charge what you want. Because of the skill that you have. That's how you succeed. Because of your skill. So you make use of your skill. And then people are demanded for your skill. You can put a prize on your skill. Praise the living God. Is anybody get what I'm saying here? It's so vitally important. This is not preaching. This is hewing wood. Carrying the saw. To bring down trees. Motor saw. It's a skill. Not everybody can do that. Are you still with me? Yesterday I was watching one film, just relaxing myself. I heard somebody climbing a very tall coconut tree. And I begin to see the kind of skill this guy had in climbing the coconut tree. Very tall one for that matter. I know for some of us, if I climb halfway, my head will turn dizzy. But here is a man going to the very top there to bring down the coconuts. It's a skill. And guess what? Whoever owns that coconut tree, we want to hire this man to go bring down the coconut. Am I correct? You have an, I mean, you have a skill in your life. There is something very unique about you that nobody else has. Your discovering it is what brings you to success. It brings you to light. It brings you to greatness. Here is the skilled man now, now coming from Zidonia to stand before King Solomon. Why? Because they got huge and timbers. What do you have that you're not using? I just want you to think. I don't want to stray this subject too much because we're already dealing with it on the issue of the parable of the talent. You begin to see where you belong. You begin to see why you are making progress. You begin to see why you should make progress. God has deposited something in your life that will enable you to make progress in life. It's just that you are abusing it by not making use of it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Can you get what I'm saying? 
So I need you to think about these two people today. The Zidonians and who? And Daniel. What makes Daniel famous? He can simply interpret dreams and visions. What made the Zidonians famous? They can call them trees. Unlike the Israelites. I mean you have ability. Apart from spiritual grace, you have physical grace. The Zidonians have physical grace. They were not spiritual people. You, you do understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the ability is not just spiritual. It's both spiritual and natural. You can do something in your life. You can make progress in your life. You can advance even what you're doing now. You can advance in it. It's an ability God has given to you. You need to look in what I find out. What am I really designed for? What am I created for? Praise the living God. And that's all that you need to make progress in life. You don't struggle. Listen, I have always been telling people, no wish can stop you. Praise the living God. No power can stop you from making progress. If you are really where you are supposed to be, no power can stop you in this universe. I mean, that power is not created yet. No power can stop you. Praise the living God. Are you there with me? I mean, for instance, if you are a good furniture designer, which is which going to take away your saw or your, your hammer or the nails you are using? Is that what you're going to stop you? No. No power can stop you if you know exactly what to do. No power can stop you. If you know the grace in your life, the talent in your life, no power can stop you. I tell you that. Just acknowledging God that you are the one that gave me this gift. And I want to use it. Remember, every gift is meant for the giver. Don't forget that. Every gift, every grace you have is meant for the giver. That is to say, God expects you because your success it all brings him glory. Remember what he said, I will glorify the house of my glory. The, your success is a glory to God. Your upliftment is a glory to God. Amen. So your success brings glory to God. You're going down this abuses and well, I don't know what language to use now. It reduces God to somethingness. Think about it. If you're not succeeding and you're a believer, what do people say? What's the point going to church? I remember in Atlanta, Georgia, they took me through a community and they're all Jewish people. And you need to look at the atmosphere. Some compound, you have three cars, four cars, nice areas, just Jewish community. Somebody went there to preach one day. And he said, you see, you are Jewish people. You need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And the man said, look at my compound. says, how did you come here? He mentioned, how many cars do you have? He said, I have one car. He said, until your God makes me, makes you like me. I will serve that God. The God I serve, this is the evidence. <laughs> Are you following what I'm talking about? So your Christianity, until it makes you like me, I will serve your God. The God I serve, I pay my tithe, and he blesses me with all the things he has seen. Don't you see what I'm saying? Say yes. And you want me to leave where I'm saying and to come and join you? Praise the living God. You see what I'm trying to say? The evidence, I'm, I'm trying to say your success in life is a glory to who? To God. And the grace he has given to you 
is meant to bring you to the place of what? Of success. That men will honor God just because of you. That's why the Bible says you shall become a praise unto God on the face of the earth. He has made us to become a praise unto him on the face of the earth. When men look at you, they praise God for your life. Praise the living God. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. Where is the glory? It's a God of glory. Hallelujah. When men look at you, I mean Jesus, the Bible said, manifested for this glory. So, what I'm trying to say is that God has deposited some grace in your life, some abilities in your life that can really promote you. You can be promoted. You can be successful, man. You can. Praise the living God. So, friends, I want to summarize by telling you, look at this idoni. Practical work. You are filled with some practical abilities. So no complain. Don't you ever complain. You have it. Not that I'm not talking about spiritual things. I mean, preaching. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. And they talk about Daniel. Your simple wisdom and revelation. I mean, people have dreams all over the place. Am I correct? Who knows? Somebody who has a terrible... And God can give some people some terrible dreams just because of you. You got to position yourself. Amen? Some, yeah, 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 I'm telling you, God can just say, just to get you promoted, He gives somebody a dream that He cannot interpret. And then He locates you. By the time you finish interpreting, man, you are already promoted. So watch out for people who are going to dream around you. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. That's why you should position yourself both spiritually and naturally, if you will. By the time you understand who you are, like like a friend a few days ago just called me and said, David, somebody asked me a question about a dream. I said, about a dream, yes. I said, he had a voice and he called a number. I don't want to call because maybe this guy can hear this. He called a number. I said, but I don't know the meaning. Do you have an answer to that? I said, sure, I have an answer. I gave the meaning to the guy. And he said, okay, thank you. Now I'm going to relate to this individual who called me. The person had a loud voice. You know what? If my friend had given an answer to that individual at that instant, there is a rating in the life of that individual of my friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. But he could not provide the answer. He could not think about it. He could not provide a solution. How many of you understand? Short people can just be brought your way for them to bless you because of the talent in your life but just interpreting their dreams. They can honor you. So friends, what am I saying? Promotion is right by your side. Success is right on your inside. Hallelujah. And I'm saying no devil can take this from you. It's not possible. Whatever you know how to do, you do it well right now. And succeed to the glory of God. Amen? Stand up. I need you to follow this. It's a simple walk. It's a simple instruction. And I'm saying your time for excellency your time for acceleration, your time for promotion is right now here. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So I just need you to begin to pray. At this moment, I want you to pray. Talk to your father. I just want you to begin to talk to God. 
Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.